0: Knock it out the park, you ain't slam dunking the stats. That's shoot the breeze. Next man up with ice water in they vein, throwing the hell mary from football to alley-hooping Basketball, Basketballer winners a winning That's shoot the breeze. So if you insist, pass the baton in a relay race, or full court pressure opponent to be the goat on a Monday morning quarterback football jack. Next time you cross the goal line, that's shoot the breeze. And maybe then, only then, you may be able to take one for the team or spend to pitch a to the ball and baseball you ain't no home run you ain't no touchdown you ain't no three-point shot unless you tune in shoot the breeze watch and learn from this marathon aim for your shot and pass this along the ball is in your court or did you lose a step at the crossover Crossover and cross to get a feel of that and that's shoot the breeze good evening everybody it's your boy breezy it's good to be back and it is for the win Friday. This is going to be a sports edition of the show and I'm excited because I get to break down some sports. Well, haven't had sports in the past couple of days, so we're definitely going to get into that. Uh, every time I listen to that intro, man, that's my boy Qualum. I mean, he, he does such a great job getting me amped and pumped up, man. He's been doing it, you know, pretty much all his life. He's a great guy, great poet, great spoken word artist, writes really well, Performs really well. Got to get him on the show. Got to get him on a Spotlight Tuesday show. So hopefully he's watching and we'll get him in on the show. But how are you guys doing out there? Hope you guys are doing great. This is going to be a great show. We're going to talk about some sports. But before we go ahead and get in, get into the sports, let's kick off a little bit of the formalities. Just want to break some things down. Let you know where you guys can go ahead and follow me. All right. You guys can follow on Facebook at ShootTheBreeze. That's spelled all the way out. Make sure those spaces are in there, too, at ShootTheBreeze. You can follow on IG at ShootTheBreezePodTV all the way through. You can follow on Twitter at ShootTheBreeze6. And if you have any questions or you guys want to send me emails or things like that, you want to send me pictures of your cool gear or things like that, man, please email at ShootTheBreezePodTV at gmail.com. Again, that's ShootTheBreezePodTV. At gmail.com. For all my listeners who are listening to me on this podcast, look, just subscribe right there at anchor.fm, shoot the breeze pod TV. That will get you podcasts, that will get you Apple Pod, that will get you Spotify, and all the other podcast stations that you can find me on. So if you just go ahead and subscribe to me um, on Anchor FM, you'll be good to go. You'll be set. Guys, what's going on? I see where I got my man. <laughs> what up, Tony? What up, Ken? What's good, y'all? I, you know we're going to talk some 49ers tonight, right? So uh, I'm glad to have some of my 49er faithful brethren up in here. And let's go ahead and kick this show off. All right. So so if you haven't been hip to what's going on in the sports world, there's been a lot of things going down. Uh, and it all stemmed from, you know, the, the Jacob Blake incident and uh, a bunch of, a bunch of players, a bunch of players in the NBA decided to take a stand. Um, and I guess at that point, you know, they were playing for a cause. I mean, they were playing the, they were playing their games in the NBA. They decided to continue their NBA season, um, one, to bring some sports back to what's been going on through the tragedy of all this coronavirus stuff, right? So they decided to get on the court for that, but they really wanted to send a message to America, to the world, they wanted to send a message, and that's why you saw the NBA players with their those different words on their back, right? Like peace and justice and equality and Black Lives Matter and and all those types of things on their backs, right? What's good, Kelly Young? What's good, uh, R- Excuse me, Reed, 1982, Lee. What's going on? Uh oh. Guys, make sure you give a five, make sure you give five stars on that Apple Podcast. If you guys are tuning into me, tuning into me, listening to me on Apple podcast, make sure you guys give five stars. She was supposed to remind me earlier, but she forgot. So she's reminding me now. What's good, Vince? Good to hear you guys. Good to see you guys. Now, listen. So that's what's been going on, right? So the NBA was pretty much like the forefront of, of you know the social justice and stuff that's going on out here. They, they really want to make a stance. They really want, the players from the NBA really want to, to put the message out there to help people see the message loud and clear, loud and clear, loud and clear, right? So the NBA is, that's what they've been doing. And not only has the players from the NBA been doing this, the actual NBA organization has been like backing them, has been right behind them. Well, the latest incident with the, uh, the you know, with Jacob Blake, happened and the nba players decided to like really just like put their foot down and i think at that point a lot of the players were fed up so i'm gonna kick to you this soundbite and if you haven't heard it this was after one of the games this was after the clippers game and uh if you if you haven't heard the soundbite um it's it's really it was really touching um Doc Rivers gave his soundbite. There were a few NBA players out there that spoke. You had Doc, you had Doc Rivers, some former NBA players, um, Chris Webber, Robert Ory. I mean, I even saw the NBA officials walking out and just leading a march, you know, for racial equality and, and all the things that, you know, the players have been standing for and uh, what's going on in today's society. So I'm going to play this soundbite from Chris Webber. And it's a little bit touching. So I'm gonna go on mute and I'm gonna play it for you guys.
1: Nothing will change tomorrow. We know vote, we keep hearing vote, everybody vote. But I'm here to speak for those that are always marginalized. Those that live in these neighborhoods where we preach and tell them to vote and walk away. Charles Barkley came to my high school. Just seeing him in the locker room, seeing his hands and his body, that inspired me. You can't see something. You can't be something until you see it. And when I tell you the little kids that have called me upset, I have a godson that has autism and I just had to explain to him why we aren't playing. I have young nephews that I've had to talk to about death before they've even seen it in a movie. If not now, when? If not during a pandemic <laughs> and countless lives being lost, if not now, when? That's, that's all I just want to hear from the rest of the night while everybody's pontificating and thinking and soapboxing and all of that. We know nothing is going to change. We get it. If Martin Luther King got shot and risked his life, Mega Evers, if we've seen this and all of our heroes constantly taken down, we understand it's not going to end. But that does not mean, young men, that you don't do anything. Don't listen to these people telling you don't do anything because it's not going to end right away. You are starting something for the next generation and the next generation to take over. Do you have to be smart? Yes. Do you have to make sure that you have a plan? Yes. Do you have to be articulate about that plan? Yes. All of those things. But that's what you're going to do. They're professionals. They know how to be the best of themselves. And so I applaud it. I applaud it because it is the young people. It is the young people leading the way. And I applaud them.
0: That was really touching. And for me, being an educator and things, you know, it's always about the young people. Right. It's always reaching the youth, man. That's that's who we got to get to. If we want to break certain, you know, traditions and certain mindsets and, and things like that, I mean, it, it, it starts in the home, but we got to reach these young kids, man. We, we really got to get out to them and we got to kind of like, we don't just have to show them the way we got to show them and teach them and lead them. So there's three things like we as adults in today's society are like really responsible for. And I know me coming up. I have people showing me, teaching me big brothers, big sisters, aunts, uncles, you name it, you know, white, black, it didn't matter. Like people were were, were so much more together, you know? I, I remember growing up just playing with with anybody and everybody and everybody felt safe and and things like that. And I know times are different now, but, you know, we, this generation of adults need to take a stand so that the young people coming up, the young people will be going the right way. And they can go ahead and keep that trend going for their youngings and then their offsprings and their offsprings. And that's how you start to break this system, systemic oppression and systemic racism and and all the things. that it, It starts with somebody saying, let's go ahead and just and start the change. So the NBA players have been doing this and the season for a hot second, like the season for a hot second was, you know, being postponed. Right. For a second, we thought that the season was going to be this. The playoffs were boycotted. Players did not want to play. They did not feel comfortable playing. They felt like they came here to 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 promote this lifestyle of a change, right? This is why I'm wearing the equality and uh, and the. Uh, the education reform and the Black Lives Matter and and all those things on the back of our jerseys because when people see us on TV, I want them to see those words because that's the message. That's the reason why we're playing. So the season was boycotted. The playoffs were boycotted. You had play. Some players went home, but then they had meetings behind closed doors and all these different types of things and. Believe it or not, the one person that oppressed me the most, and I know he probably gets a lot of flack, you know, I feel like there's two players that gets one ex-player, current player, that gets a bunch of flack. And, you know, LeBron James pretty much said, look, I'll play. But here's the thing. Here's the deal. I'll play only if the owners and the governors of the NBA not just give money but they get out there and they start getting some of these documents changed. They start changing these, these, these legal things that are going on inside these, these cities and things like that. They, they want, he, they, he wants those owners to get out there and make change in that way. Not just, you know, I'm just going to give $500 million and, and then we write it off. No, 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 no. So LeBron said, look, I, I'll continue to play, but this is the only way I'm playing. And you know what? They came to an agreement, and I want to read to you guys the agreement. Then we'll kick off some basketball, and we'll keep this show going on. Because I got, look, there's some baseball stuff I want to get into, man. Look, the season is halfway through, but let's go ahead and finish off this basketball stuff because it's really important that you guys see this. So I'm going to read this. So this is the agreement that they came to uh, in the NBA, and this is between the players and the players association. So the NBA and the association, right? And this is very important cuz when you you didn't think that they were going to figure it out. For a hot second, it looked like the season, it looked like the players were on their way out. They said we had a candid and passion and productive conversation yesterday between NBA players, coaches, and team governors regarding next steps to further our collective efforts and actions in support of social justice and racial equality. Among others, the attendees included player and team representatives of all 13 teams in Orlando. All parties agreed to resume NBA playoff games on Saturday, August 29th, with the understanding that the league together with the players will enact the following commitments. Number one, The NBA and its players have agreed to immediately establish a social justice coalition, which representatives for players, coaches and governors that will be focused on a broad range of issues, including increasing access to voting, promoting civic engagement and advocating for meaningful police and criminal justice reform. Number two, in every city where the league franchise owns and controls the arena property, Team governors will continue to work with local election officials to convert the facility into a voting location for the 2020 general election. To allow for a safe in-person voting option, work with local election officials to find other another election related use for the facility, including but not limited to voter registration and ballot receiving boards. And number three, the league will work with the players and our network partners to create and include advertising spots in each NBA playoff game dedicated to promoting greater civic engagement in national and local elections and raising awareness around voter access and opportunity. These commitments follow months of close collaboration around designing a safe and healthy environment to restart the NBA season, providing a platform to promote social justice, as well as creating an NBA foundation focused on economic empowerment in the black community. We look forward to the resumption of the playoffs and continue to work together in Orlando and in all NBA team markets to push for meaningful and substantial change. And that's where the NBA players are. That's where they are. That's where they sit. Games are going to resume. We're gonna get some basketball back. The WNBA starting tonight. So you're gonna see the couple of teams play around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got the WNBA going on. Those girls, you know, they, they they were taking a huge stance for this. They really, really, really were going all out. And and I appreciate the women. You know, the women, they've come a long way. They don't they don't get paid as much as the NBA players. So it makes it a little bit harder. So we got the WNBA resuming, and as you can hear, some of the hottest stars, man, they're they're gonna ball out tonight, and I'm excited to see them play. But let's get to the NBA games. I really want to talk about these matchups. You got you still have a couple of games to go in the first round, and you know, <laughs> it's like those teams kind of like just want to forfeit and just move on to the second round. So you got like the Bucks. Um, they just want to get on to the second round. They want to get on to their next component, next. And and I can't wait. Joe says I miss Kyrie's intent because it was Kyrie. I thought he was just trying to wait for KD to come back, and I stand corrected. Listen, Kyrie donated. Didn't he don't? I, think, I believe he donated. I can't remember how much, how many millions of dollars, but he donated money to the WNBA so that it can take care of some of their salaries. <laughs> That's my guy. Like. I know he, as a player, is blah, 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 but that's my dude. My man Ken says, I hear that the VMAs will have people in attendance, but I can't go see my 49ers. I'm so mad. I didn't hear about the VMAs having people in attendance. And if so, I'm not sure if that's such a great idea, but I guarantee you they're going to be practicing social distancing, right? It's just like the movie theaters opening up and all those type of good things. My man Khalil says there were reports that some NBA owners didn't want the BLM signage on the courts. The, the, wow. I hope these reports are false. That's something we're definitely going to have to look into, um, Cali, because I didn't hear anything about that, but I'm definitely going to be on top of that. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about some of these matchups that we got going on, man. I, I If you're a basketball fan like I am, you're excited that the playoffs are going to continue and that these teams are going to get back at, and they were going at it. <laughs> like, they were going at it. Boston had to sweep. Toronto had to sweep. Like, it it was just about to be crazy. So, who do we have up first? Let's see. We got... I know tomorrow's schedule... We got Boston... No, we have the, the games that didn't finish. All right, so for tomorrow, you have... You have the magic for game five. You have the magic in the Bucks. And I guarantee you these teams don't want to play. Then, and then the second game, that's at 3:30 p.m. That's on ESPN. The second game, you have OKC and Houston. That's also game five. That's at 6:30 p.m. And then the nightcap game at 9 p.m. is Portland versus the Lakers. Now Portland already declared a bunch of people being out. I know. Uh, A few people are going to be out for OKC. I heard something about Chris Paul earlier. So we shall see. And then let's go ahead and kick off the Sunday's game. So the Sunday's games are going to be the. You got one game. That's going to start around the semi conference finals. That's going to be Boston and at Toronto. That's at 1 p.m. That's on Sunday. And then you got two game sixes on Sunday. All right. So you have the Clippers. At the Mavericks, I believe Kristaps Porzingis is going to be out, so Doncic is going to have to. It's going to be all on him again, right? And then you have the Denver Nuggets at the Utah Jazz. All right, so these series are tied, and I'm I'm thinking I think that the Clippers and the Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. I got those going seven games. I believe I had those going seven games. Um. So I can't wait to see how that's going to pan out. I think I have those going seven games. The first game for the semi-conference finals, Boston and and Toronto. You know, a lot of people. I understand that Toronto's the favorite, and you know, I don't. I really don't really want to talk about this because I'm a Boston Celtics fan, and I get that Toronto's the favorite. They had the overall better record, right? They. I will give Toronto for having probably a better, well known bench, right? They have a bench that's going to be able to come in and allocate a lot of minutes and not only do they when they allocate those minutes they're able to score, right? They're able to keep their offense fluid. Um, but Boston is hot. And 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 if I was Toronto, I would be worried because Boston did lead the series 3-1 for the regular season. All right, I got some updates that the VMAs um they were all outdoors and crowds of like 50 people. So they shrunk they shrunk the VMAs. If that's what happened, that that works, right? That works. So if you have an outdoor vicinity, just like you go out to a restaurant right now, what's going on with the COVID situation? You can have a certain amount of people sitting, and if you go to some places, they're rotating people out, so they give you like a time limit or whatnot, like maybe like a two-hour limit, and then you got to get on up and get on up out of there, so they can get the new people in there because they have to practice social distancing, or they will get fined by their you know local government. All right, so. That's what's going down in the NBA guys. so make sure tomorrow you tune into the NBA, it's going to be exciting, right? Because basketball is back. My, my thing is, I wonder what their language is going to be like on the court. Like I wonder what the girls like I, even with the, the ladies, I, I wonder how they're going to play with what's going on. I know there's a bigger bigger uproar in, in a, a men's basketball. But I wonder what their body language is going to be like on the court when they go back out there and play. Now they're going to get paid. Um, but are they gonna have that same drive, especially for tomorrow's games? Because tomorrow's games are like like Milwaukee, we're talking about Milwaukee. And, you know, they have to go out there and they have to win one more. It's just, that's just the rule. So these these teams that are up 3-1, they got it, they got to get that fourth win. So hopefully they go out there, they give it all they got, they win, they move on to the next round for those teams. All right. now Let's get into some baseball, because right now. My Yankees, I mean, my Mets, sorry, Maggie, my Mets are playing Maggie's Yankees. And, you know, as good friends, we're really good friends, right? We're really good friends. But what's funny is when it comes to baseball, like she's a different person. And when it comes to Yankees, the Yankees, she's totally different. So right now her team was up, but my team, I believe, is up. Uh, they better be up because they hit like three. <laughs> I see, I they better be up. They hit three home runs back to back to back as I was getting ready for this podcast. And I almost didn't sign on to the podcast because I really wanted to finish the game. But they're catching up in baseball, so they have a doubleheader tonight. And they the first game I know is up to seven innings, so I'm hoping that they hold on to that lead if it's not over and then they play again. So let's go, Mets. If you're out there if you're a Mets fan, let's go Mets. oh final was six four so that game was over that's why the mad faces all right don't worry, I'm sure the Yankees will win the second one <laughs> you guys were tagging you guys were tagging our starting pitching so all you got to do is score about four more if you guys can get five runs instead of four runs, you guys got it. <laughs> our bullpen is like whoa. So um, shout out to the bullpen today because they came through. They really did came through. I want to talk about baseball because baseball also decided to take a stand and what's going on in the social reform. And, you know, teams decided to, uh, you know, forfeit their games yesterday. You had a few teams. I know the Mets was one of them. But what's interesting about the Mets, and it's funny because I had this clip for you guys and I wanted to play it, and I still can. I'm not sure there's going to be audio with the clip. Uh, but I'm going to play it for you. Hopefully, the audio works. It was working earlier, and I'll explain it to you if I see that the audio isn't working. So, check this out. All right. So, So the audio doesn't seem to be working on this particular clip, but what I wanted you guys to see was that was the general manager of the New York Mets. That's my guy, Brody. All right. Now, behind the closed scenes, he was making some gestures about the commission of baseball. All right. He was making some gestures. He was talking about him. He was he was just saying some things. Um, and (laughs) apparently the camera for 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 hot mic. The hot mic stream or whatnot was still on. I also have a hot mic account too, by the way. <laughs> um, but the camera was still on and it was just saying some things. And, and he was talking about how it didn't make sense because they wanted the players to go out on the field at 710 and walk off the field, but then come back to play at 810. And he just thought that didn't make any sense. He 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 just and and he didn't say that. Obviously, he didn't say that to the commission, but he he was saying it on this. You know, he said, "Can this stay between the three of us?" If you guys get a chance to watch that video, he was saying, "Can this stay between the the three of us?" And that ended up happening. So uh, he had to, you know, he had to kind of like, what do we say on my nothing banana show? Eat crow. He had to eat some crow on that one. So he ended up making out an apology statement, and here it is. It says. Statements from General Manager Brody Van Wagon. All right, Jeff Wilpon called Commissioner Manfred this afternoon to notify him that our players voted not to play. They discussed the challenges of rescheduling the game. Jeff proposed an idea of the of playing the game an hour later. I misunderstood that this was the commissioner's idea. In actuality, this was Jeff's suggestion. Jeff is the owner, by the way. The players had already made their decision, so I felt the decision was not helpful. My frustration with the commissioner was wrong and unfounded. I apologized to the commissioner for my disrespectful comments and my poor judgment and in inaccurately describing the contents of his private conversation with Jeff. So Jeff had to come out. I mean, Brody had to come out and give this apology because the owner, the owners, excuse me, were coming down hard. And here we go. Fred Wilpont. I am very stressed and disappointed to learn tonight that our general manager Brody made disrespectful and inaccurate comments about our commissioner, a longtime close friend of mine. I hold Rob in the highest regard, and in no way are Brody's remarks reflective of my views or the organization's. Rob continues to be a great leader of Major League Baseball. I apologize for any harm this incident has caused. And then Jeff comes out and says to clear up any misunderstandings. It was my suggestion to potentially look into playing the game later because of scheduling issues. Brody's misunderstanding of a private conversation was, an inex- was inexcusable. We fully respect our players and the Marlins players' decision to not play tonight and appreciate the sincerity of all of those who wish to draw attention to social injustices and racial inequalities that must be addressed. The entire Mets organization remains committed to creating meaningful, chances now listen these are the owners they had to come out they had to kind of eat crow too right well not really because they kind of run the commission but they wanted to let they wanted to let the commissioner know that it was Brody's fault and I thought for a minute in reading Jeff's you know statement or a It wasn't really an apology. I thought for reading it for one second. It's right. It's barely it's barely an apology. Exactly. I thought for reading it for one second that Jeff was kind of like taking the blame, but now he kept throwing Brody in there and Brody under the under the wagon. No pun intended. All right. So that's what's going on, man, in baseball. With, you know, with the whole social injustices that are going down, players decided to take a stand and players didn't want to play. And the players that didn't want to play, those games were not forfeited, but those games were postponed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So it's really big. This, This whole issue is big and it's tying over into just about every sport. But let's talk about who's hot, who's not. All right. So we got in the American League, we got the Oakland Athletics, man. Their record, man, they are 22 and 10. And in the National League, you got the Dodgers at 24-9. They have the best record in baseball right now. And you got some teams really trying to – the cool thing about baseball is you have some teams that can really try and push for that second wild card – third wild card, second wild card spot, right? Because there's eight teams now from each division that can get in. So, go Dodgers. Hey, man, look, the Dodgers stay hot, but we all know what the Dodgers' problems are, right? When it comes to that playoff baseball, they kind of like <coughs> they kind of choke. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they choke just a little bit. But, you know, for you, for you, go Dodgers. All right. Go Dodgers. All right. So listen, I'm, I'm very excited to see how this is going to end up. This is about halfway through the season. Right. So I'm really excited to see how it's going to end toward the end of the season what's going on. Now, here are your leaders in baseball, right? So here are the guys that I feel are in the run for MVP. This is my man, Brandon Lowe, second baseman outfielder from the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. He's batting 313, guys. He has nine home runs. His on-base percentage is 1.095. His has 25 runs, 25 RBIs. This guy's balling out in the American League. Absolutely balling out. And then when we switch over to the National League, there's a player that I just, you know, I can't. It's it's hard to not like. That's my man, Mr. Fernando Tatis Jr. All right. He's a shortstop. San Diego Padres batting 314. Look how close their numbers are. 12 home runs on base 1.073% of the time. Look, he's, he's pretty much on base a lot. Twenty nine runs and twenty nine runs batted in like these guys are balling. They're pretty much leading both leagues, the American League and the um, National League and baseball. And kudos to them, man. Hopefully they keep their runs going They keep their runs hot. They keep their streaks hot and they end up on top at the end of the, the season with the MVPs. That's the one thing I do love about. Uh, baseball, they have MVPs for both leagues. I wonder if the NFL might trickle over and do something like that, and I wonder if the National Hockey League does does both conferences as well um, for MVPs. I think that'd be a really cool thing, especially for the NFL to do something like that, because um, I think it's kind of cool that they they play in two different conferences and it's a it's a little bit you know different, a little bit different. What um, I would like to see and the NFL, and NFC MVP, and an AFC MVP. Why not? I don't know. So, there we go. All right, so baseball is heating up halfway through the season. You got players really going all out. The next episode, I'm definitely going to break down some some of the pitchers because the Cy Younger race is really getting strong, and <coughs> another Mets <coughs> another Mets player, <coughs> excuse me, Mr. Um, Jacob deGrom, is, is in the hunt. For his third Cy Young. And and it's not that it's it's only his third. It's three in a row. If he can get three in a row, man, that's the trifecta. And I hope he remains a Met for the rest of his life, even though he can't win any games. And it's not his fault. Dude has like 69 undecided, no decision games. (laughs) You know, but he's on point. My man Ken says, let's get to some of these comments. Ken says, Breezy, you're good at this, bro. You're on point. You need to send the tape to WFAN. Listen! You give me the address, I will send it out ASAP. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. I truly do. I appreciate each and every one of you guys who are tuning in live um, and to everyone who is listening to us on the podcast. Listen, don't forget to give, if you're listening to it on Apple, make sure you give that five star rating. I would truly appreciate it. If you're watching this live, all you got to do is hit that like and subscribe button. That would be pretty cool too. All right. So we got baseball. We covered NBA. Let's get to this really quick and then we'll close the show out on some NFL. How about that? All right. So hockey is back. Hockey also took a hiatus. They took a couple of games off, uh, playoff games at that. And these are the four teams that we have left in hockey. All right. So hockey has resumed and these players are ready to play hockey. Hockey is back. Who's your favorite team in hockey? I bet you guys don't have a favorite team. You guys are probably like, what is hockey? Look, hockey is a great sport. Those guys go out there. They hit all the time. They skate. You know, it's got to be one of the most difficult sports. Here's three things, three reasons why. Number one, they on ice skates. I can't ice skate. I can roller skate. I used to be a Pittsburgh Penguins fan uh, when Mario Lemieux was playing. And I think Jamar ja- Jaguar, he was like really young at that point. And, um, Then I ended up transferring over to the Boston Bruins. So I somehow became a Bruins fan. It's probably because I'm a Celtics fan and it just made sense because they all they do is just flip out the floor and put the ice up. (laughs) So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. What's good, Lawrence? Thanks for tuning in, brother. All right. So hockey is back. And. I'm excited because I get to watch the Bruins, even though they gave up like this crazy game. Like, I was like, yo, what are they doing? Um, but hockey, look, listen, if you don't, guys don't watch hockey, do me a favor. Watch the finals. The Stanley Cup finals is one of the most exciting finals in, in the history of sports. All right. So make sure you watch the hockey finals. There's one more thing I got to get to. But let's get to this really quickly. All righty. I do want to go back to baseball because I totally forgot to mention why. Main reason is it's not April 15th, but today in baseball, they did want to honor Mr. Jackie Robinson for Jackie Robinson day. All right. Um, And I. If you guys don't know who Jackie Robinson is. uh, Shame on you. Shame, shame on you. But I'm here. I'm here to educate you guys. All right. I'm here to talk a little bit about who he was, what he stood for, and things like that. But you guys should know who Jackie Robinson is. All right. So April 15th is Jackie Robinson Day. Why? Because that is the day that he broke the color barrier for African Americans to play in Major League Baseball. So April 15th is Jackie Robinson Day. So on April 15th, you'll see all the baseball players wearing the number 42, right? All the baseball players would be are wearing number forty two, and they have you know the traditional Brooklyn colors, you know, with their regular uniform. They might be rocking the socks, they might be rocking those type of things, but they do it in honor of Mr. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson was an African American professional baseball player who broke uh, Major League's baseball's infamous color barrier when he started at first base for the Brooklyn. Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers were in Brooklyn. So Ken, I know you're a Dodgers fan, but you're really a Mets fan. And you just kind of like, don't know that yet. Now I'm just playing. If you're a San Francisco Giants fan, you should be a Mets fan because that's where y'all came from. All right. <laughs> so um, he started for first base for the Brooklyn Dodgers on April 15, 1947. Until that time, professional baseball players of color suited up for team's only in the Negro Leagues. So Jackie Robinson came in and he paved the way. I had a really cool graphic for you guys, for Jackie Robinson that I wanted to put up. And I'm surprised that it's not up here, Um, but I'm going to get it up here because I took time putting it together so that you guys can see my artwork. Look at that. And he had this really cool quote, a life is not important, except in the impact it has on other lives. And we're talking about lives mattering right we're talking about lives mattering a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives and that was by Jackie Robinson that was by Jackie Robinson number 42 uh today the the uh, major league baseball organization decided to make today Jackie Robinson day because they didn't play baseball in April due to the coronavirus so since it was put on hold they decided today to honor it and make it Jackie Robinson Day. And that's why I wanted to bring that up. All right, guys. It's NFL time. I hope I don't get sued for that. I kind of tried to change the key for Fox Music, but it is what it is. All right. So we're going to get into some NFL news. Now, I'm going to start it off in the way I see fit with everything that's going on, but I got to bring it back. All right. Now. If you guys don't know who this particular person is, this is my man, Mr. Colin Kaepernick. And for those who are listening, this is something that he said. I am not going to stand up to show pride in the flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color, Kaepernick told NFL media in an executive interview after the game. To me, this is bigger than football. And it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Why am I bringing this up? Again, that was August 26. Two days ago, a boycott was led from the NBA on August 26. Also, this young gentleman right here, Mr. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, says, I wish we had listened earlier cap to what you were kneeling about and what you were trying to bring attention to quote so in discussion I I, I kind of I kind of want to say I'm glad that Roger Goodell put out the statement I know a lot of people feel that he's trying to save face and he doesn't mean it and and things like that and I and I totally get it But I'm I'm glad that he's getting it. I'm glad that other people are getting it. I'm glad that people higher up than the players are saying something. And it might not be an apology. Like Maggie says, it might not be an apology. It seems to be today's theme. You're right. But I'm hoping that deep down inside, he's getting it. And at least he's saying it. He's putting it out there so that others can see it and hopefully others, you know, get it. So no, Mariah, no one wanted to listen then. I have a quick, quick story. And I was I was in this group. If you don't know me by now, you know I'm a 49ers fan, right? I know I'm rocking a cross colors hat, but that's, you know, I just want to take it back to the 90s. I was in this 49ers group. I was a writer and I was writing, I was writing, I was writing. Now I don't like to write. And this is probably why. This is probably like that aversion that just made me say, I'm never writing again. I was writing for this group. And definitely, I was writing for this group. And I was just, you know, going hard body with it. And the Kaepernick situation happened. And I said, you know what, guys? I understand where Kaepernick's coming from. I totally get what he's doing. And I support him. I I guarantee you in 30 seconds, I was removed from the group. And it hurt me because I'm like, yo, how can I be removed? From? Number one, I'm not getting paid to do it. Number two, like, it was just my thoughts. I mean, I can't agree with something that somebody said. And I had to speak to um, another one of the members from there who actually took time to like, you know, sit down and kind of like, you know, educate me on, on why it, why it happened. Not that he agreed with it, but on why it happened. And he was just like, you know, you know, being that a lot of us in here are, are former military, you know, it or are acting active military. It it just hit different. So when you said something like that, it probably, you know, struck a wrong nerve or whatever or whatnot. And, you know, no love lost, no disrespect towards them. I continued to move on and I ended up finding another family. And now I'm with nothing but Niners. So. You know everything works out good for a reason. You know everything works out for a reason. But I, I, I started off writing with number nineers, but they're probably like, oh, why he breezy only write one art, one, two, three articles. Yeah, I just, I just couldn't. It just because every time I wrote something, it made me think about what happened. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna talk about some of the injuries. It's like, it's like, how did you know I was gonna do that? I'm gonna talk about injuries across the league, but how did you know I was gonna do that? That's crazy. Joe, you are absolutely right, and I want to put this up there. And then I want to put up something that Maggie is talking about as well. This is Goodell also said he didn't understand until his black nephew educated him. And that's what I d- listen. It sometimes it's got to hit home. Like it's got to it's got to it's gotta hit home. And if it doesn't hit home, you won't ever get it. Goodell also said that this statement, they also said this statement because he was asked what he would want to say to Cap. Why not just call him up and say it? Though, when I tell you I love Maggie, I love Maggie. All right. <laughs> yes. And this was before the ex-militant, the, the green, former Green Beret, um, talked to Kaepernick. So this was right after it happened, right? Because I, I was probably one of the first people to notice it because the TV kind of like blacked out, but I wasn't watching it on TV. So um, keep that on a down low. So um I, I noticed it. And the only thing I couldn't understand about the whole situation was Kaepernick wasn't even near the field. So why was Why were the cameras even near him? And it was because he wasn't playing. Right. Because he was he was um, rehabbing off of an injury. Um, But he 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 was he was sitting. Excuse me. He wasn't even kneeling at that moment. He was sitting on the bench during the National Anthem. So I feel like people just got the story misconstrued and whatever, but we're going to move on, man. I just wanted to bring that out. Um, This is why this whole reform is starting. This is why the NBA players decided to say, you know what, since the NFL not going to support their players, I'll say it again, since the NFL aren't going to support their players and back their players, they're going to blackball their players. I wish the NBA do that to us. Well, the NBA can't do that to us because the NBA is like 80% black. (laughs) <laughs> NBA wouldn't be the NBA. So the NBA had no choice but to support its players. And I, you know what? At the end of the day, they've been doing a pretty good job at it. So it is what it is. Um, so a kudos to the NBA. And you know what, Roger Goodell? This is a start. So I appreciate this apology. If it's if is it sincere? Well, now your actions are gonna have to show us that it's sincere, it's gonna have to show the whole world. You done came out, you did an interview with uh Sam Iko, your actions are gonna have to show. That your your sincerity. And I think that's what it comes down to. And it goes back to what the NBA was saying is they said, listen, we need the owners out here doing this. I read you guys those three things. All right. So I got this segment called Wounded and Camp, and I picked the top seven teams, according to Bleacher Report, who have the most injuries going in the training camp that are currently going on right now. And if you're a 49ers fan, you were probably scratching your head. You've probably listened to another but Niners podcast last night, and you're like, "God dang!" And now, on top of that, you're getting messages after messages, especially from me, of another player being injured, particularly a wide receiver. So you are scratching your head. So I just want to, <laughs> I just want to talk a little bit about the players who are injured. All right, and it's it's a little bit it's a little bit reckoning it's a little bit reckoning because you're asking you're, we're saying why are all these players being injured? why what is going on? right? and we we had this discussion on the show last night and so and a bunch of the, the good thing is a lot of these injuries are soft tissue injuries, right? The bad thing is soft tissue injuries tend to linger on longer than major major injuries. So that's the bad part about soft tissue injuries. The good part is they go away and the players can return quicker. The bad part is they kind of linger and last a long time. So before I get, you know, I'll get to that right after this. I tell you what, let me just read these injuries really quickly. All right. So Denver Broncos. Now I'm going to read the key people injured for each team. How's that sound? So it doesn't take too long. All right. So the key people, you got wide receiver, rookie KJ Hamler. He's out with the hamstring. Linebacker Todd Davis is out with the calf injury. All right. Chicago Bears, cornerback Artie Burns out with a knee injury, running back David Montgomery out with a groin injury. If you play fantasy football, that sucks because he's top one of the top running backs projected to be this year. And right now he has a groin injury. So if you play fantasy football, I hope you're listening to this show. New York Giants, safety Xavier McKinney, rookie linebacker, David Mayo, former 49er. If you guys remember him, we had him for about a week. <laughs> Cleveland Browns, number four. Cornerback Greedy Williams, shoulder injury. Safety Grant Delpec, Achilles, he's out for the season. Linebacker Mac Wilson, knee injury. And CJC Treader, knee injury. He's their center. JC Treader, knee injury. So Cleveland Browns are struggling with injuries. And I brought this up because on the show last night, We kept thinking it was just us being injured. Nah, man, there's some teams out here. Number five, the Buffalo Bills. Cornerback, Josh Norman, hamstring. He hasn't been to practice yet. Offensive lineman, John Feliciano. I wonder if he's related to my boy, Anthony Feliciano. Chest injury, wide receiver, Robert Foster, concussion. Number six, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, they're they're beat up a lot. They're beat up, especially on the offensive line. Guard, Brandon Brooks. Achilles out for the season. Offensive tackle, Andre Dillard, biceps injury. That's their rookie, I believe. Man, that's not looking good. Their offensive line is looking depleted. Wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, foot injury. And running back, Miles Sanders, lower body injury. Defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave, pectoral injury. Ouch. Ouch, 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 ouch. Last but not least, and I put this one in the biggest biggest picture, as you can see. The San Francisco 49ers, because they are just piling up. And I'm going to read the key ones. So it can lessen some of the 49er fans who are watching this. It can kind of, like, less some of your worrisome because I know you guys are like, <gasps> another injury. All right, so check this out. Defensive end, Nick Bosa, leg injury. You already know what that is. Defensive tackle, DJ Jones, concussion protocol. Wide receiver Debo Samuel, foot injury. Wide receiver Jalen Hurd, knee injury, out for the season. Wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, hamstring, he's our rookie. Wide receiver Richie James on the NFI, wrist injury. Center Weston Richburg, knee injury, and there's a bunch of slew of other injuries that are not up here because they are not probably super key components, but they are depth. But if you want to talk about the offensive line, really quickly, Ben Garland is still out. He's nursing his injury. And if you watch any of the pressers, (sighs) we just keep piling on injuries after injuries, after injuries, after injuries, after injuries, Cali Alshon does stay hurt. And that's a problem. I'm surprised he's still a Philadelphia Eagle, but at the end of the day, they don't have any wide receivers. They did draft the rookie, um, Jalen Rigger, and I believe he's going to be a problem if they can get him the ball. But their offensive line is pretty much banged up. Wide receiver J.J. Nelson is probably going to get cut after this injury. You know what? I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't think he gets cut. Here's why. Here's why. Every time a person gets injured that was brought in as a depth or a competition spot for the San Francisco 49ers, right? Every time they're brought in, they get injured, they get cut. This particular person got injured and did not get waved, did not get cut, did not get put off the team, said he will be out for a while. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if J.J. Nelson was going to make this squad. Now, see, that's something that's going to have to make you scratch your head really quickly because this kid, was he must have been out there balling or whatnot for the simple fact that he has not been cut yet. And then this a possibility that they go out and look for another receiver because they have been bringing in wide receivers in San Francisco like hotcakes, right? Just signed Kevin White. Just signed uh, my man River Craycraft. <laughs> so it's, it's a little crazy. Debo is looking good to be back in time. I'm feeling better about that after hearing he was running about full speed. He is out there running at full speed. He truly is. Just don't rush it. We don't want to rush it. Mariah, we don't want to rush it. Um... I believe that we're going to be okay without Debo as much as I want Debo Samuel to be out there because of his playmaking capability and him being in his second year and the season, you know, I'd rather him really be healthy and ready to go, um, you know, later on in the season, because we definitely want to be making that playoff uh, playoff rush. You know, Cam Emmons said earlier today, he said that the team, the stuff that you're hearing out there, don't pay too much attention to it because of the team that he's watching out there on the field looks like a Super Bowl team. This is what Ken Edmonds said, beat writer for the San Francisco 49ers. He said that team looks like a Super Bowl team. He says, uh, Trent Richards, uh, Trent Richardson, Trent Williams looks amazing. And he says that the team looks like a Super Bowl team. Matt Miyoko says, don't worry. And, uh, um, he says, don't worry about the interceptions you hear about Jimmy throwing. Let him get these out of his system. Most of those passes that are intercepted are tip passes. So, kudos to the defense, right? If you're a 49ers fan, you really should be sold and high on this defense. And that's a good part because we got, a, we got a bunch of injuries there. But Marcel Harris is back at practice. So, I'm really excited to see Marcel Harris go against Jonathan Cyprian. Like, that, to me, that, that's the battle. That's the battle because they brought Cyprian for a reason, and he's been making plays and practice. So I'm super excited. Now, training camp is going. Football starts in two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Football starts September 13th. 49ers are taking on the Arizona Cardinals with no fans. With no fans. And I'm 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 nervous because I'm I, I'm just nervous. Now, for those who are watching, Very quickly, if you are a 49ers fan, please email me because I need your help. I want to do something different and I want to do something special. So please email me on Sundays. And I'm saying it here on the air. On Sundays, I'm doing an episode called Sizzling Sundays. All right. That's my tailgating episode. So please shoot me an email at shoot the pod TV at gmail.com because if you're a 49er fan i want to host a different fan every week and a versus cook off with tailgate so that means you will cook a main dish you will cook uh, you will make a drink and don't just go buy a beer and put it in a cup No, do something do something spectacular with the drink right and then the last thing you'll have some type of dessert these all have to be in tailgate form too it can't be like no super a la cuisine type whatever good things like that, man. Make sure it's tailgate form, right? And I'm working on getting the opponents every week. So the first week up, if you bout it, bout it. I'm going to have an Arizona fan. The only catch is your dish has to be uh, city influenced. So if you're a 49ers fan, it needs to be influenced by San Francisco. If you're an Arizona fan, it needs to be influenced by the city that you're playing in, Phoenix or whatever, or the state. All right. Callie, you says uh you keep hearing conflicting reports on Varett. John said he looks awful out there. Reports says he's rounding into form. Listen, I just don't believe anything. I'm not believing any reports I hear about anybody because not, none of that matters. Right. And only thing that matters, bro, is when they go on the field. I heard that J- Jason Verrett was looking good last season and then they put him in a game and he got burnt twice. Right. And then he came out and then he was hurt all of a sudden. So, look, I am i just believe it when I see it, bro. It is what it is. I'm wishing all the players, I'm, I'm, players for every team, please go. Please stay healthy. Make sure you stay hydrated. Do all that good stuff because we about to get on up out of here, man. Make sure you stay hydrated. If you have not checked out the Hard Knocks show on HBO, I know they're not paying me, but if you have not checked it out, make sure you check it out. It's pretty good. I'm not going front. I'm liking our knocks right now. I know it's the Los Angeles edition, but they have some exciting things, and it was pretty cool to see the Chargers and the Rams their first day at practice with pads on. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the Chargers look scary on defense, and we not I don't, we don't we're not playing them this year, 49ers. So so be happy because they look really scary on defense. All right, <laughs> um, so make sure you check that out. Ah, uh, next week's episode, I'm going to do a fantasy live fantasy mock draft. All right. So make sure you spread the word you tune in. You guys can help me draft. All right. I'm going to do a live fantasy mock draft. We'll go through the big formalities of the show, kick off the the hot news. And then the last bits and parts of the show, we're going to do a live fantasy mock draft, 10 team mock draft or whatever that I can find. That'll be, and we'll do that live right here on air. All right. Um. Before we go, I do want to talk about this last little bitty witty bitty thing. Listen, Every week I'm going to release one of my favorite kicks that I see that I think people should go out there and get. I'm not saying that you need these kicks or whatnot. I'm not even a huge fan of, of, of Jay's, but when I see some joints that look fire, I want y'all to go out and get them. So listen, the Golf Black Grapes come out on tomorrow. Go cop these joints, man, if you can. Now, I, I know you, you're not going to be able to. You got to probably put you know put your you got to get in line right you got to get in line so it's not like it's easy now i don't mean get in line going to a store i mean like on the sneaker app on uh whatever the app is called you got to you got to get it or you're just going to have to buy them after somebody else buys them and then they're going to up the price a little bit i believe these are going to be like 190 but look at the colors man the colors in the joints man you got the aqua blue like the 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 turquoise blue with the purple they just look like grape apes If y'all know what Great Babes Candy is, shame on you. But that's what they look like, man. Those junks look blazing right there, man. So go ahead. Those are the latest sneakers that are coming out. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Again, if you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, please give the five stars and leave a comment. Tell me what I need to work on. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. I don't mind. I just want to be better for you. You hear me, baby? Ah, man, it's been grill. Been grill, it's been real. And make sure you guys reach out to me about that grill episode because I'm super excited to do this. Grape Ape is the cartoon, Ken. Shut up! Now, let me just play it. You're right. (laughs) Grape Ape is the cartoon, and McGill Gorilla, those were my two favorite monkey cart when Carrie's George, three favorite monkey cartoons growing up. But if you know about them, great. Now, ladies, now we talking. All right, now we talking. But nah, man, thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been real on For The Win Fridays. We'll be here every Friday, unless I say otherwise, for For The Win. It'll be the sports edition of the episode. Please make sure you check me out on Tuesdays with Spotlight Tuesdays, where I'll be featuring a different artist every week, whether it's a a recording artist, a live artist, a painter, uh, spoken word movie producer, TV actor, you name it. That's what we're going to be doing on Tuesdays. Just want to keep it a little bit different. So I truly appreciate you guys for tuning in. I love you all. Stay safe. Wear your masks. We out. Peace.